This is Bart Peterson, and you are listening to the FCPA Compliance Report on the Compliance Podcast Network. This is Greg Gilchrist, and you are listening to the FCPA Compliance Report on the Compliance Podcast Network. This is Dan DeMarco, and you are listening to the FCPA Compliance Report on the Compliance Podcast Network. Take things in a little bit different direction today as I interview Chris Krimatos. Chris is the founder of PodFast Expo. And if you're interested in podcasting at all, from March 1 to 5, there will be the PodFest Global Summit. This has grown into a must-attend event, and this year, uh, in March, Chris and his team and myself are trying to break the Guinness Book of World Records for an online conference, which we all set last summer with the original PodFest Global Summit. So uh, listen to Chris. Uh, If you're interested in podcasting at all, this is the event for you. The cost is uh, very low. And in fact, listeners to this podcast can receive a free pass that I'll link to in the show notes. So check out Chris Kermitos and join us at PodFast Global Summit. I also hope you will check out my new podcast, ComTech on the Intersection of Compliance and Technology with my co-host, Valerie Charles. It's available on the Compliance Podcast Network. Check it out. I know you will enjoy it. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I have a very special guest on today's episode. Chris Krimatos is the founder of PodFest uh, Expo, and we are here to uh, talk about his exciting new uh, global summit, which will be the first week in March. So, Chris, first of all, welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Tom, thanks for having me on. Chris, we had an incredibly successful global summit uh, last August, setting the Guinness world record for online summits, and we're doing it again in March. Why are we doing it again? Well, for a couple of reasons. Right now, a lot of people are uh, based out of home uh, due to COVID restrictions, and we figure how better to bring our community together than this online event that we've uh, called PodFest Global that literally brings content creators the world over together uh, through the connection of their computers. And then we do a lot of bells and whistles that, you know, behind the scenes to give it the feel of a real event, almost uh, its own virtual in-person event if, you, if, if with all the things that we do with our speakers, our attendees. So we're really excited. Uh, and we're looking to shatter the Guinness World Record we set and then put it to bed. So uh, that's, uh, that's also a fun part uh, all of us are doing together. So you were able to create an ex- a virtual experience that I've only seen one other company create, and it's not around the education. It's not even around the presentation. It's around the engagement. It's the engagement of the attendees. It's the engagement of the speakers. It's the engagement of the hosts that you really created really a conversation online. And that was the thing that impressed me the most about last summer. Are we going to be able to recreate that uh, again in this event? I think not only are we going to recreate it, I think it's going to be even better um, because of those relationships that got formed the first time out. And then we did a couple other smaller virtual events. I actually think you're going to see a deeper connecting of that. Uh, and what we've seen, and I think you mentioned this, in the online space, what what it has exposed is a lot of conferences weren't that good at what they did. It just we showed up because we'd meet people in the hallways. Uh, the ones that are really good or strategic um, at bringing people together. They've excelled online, but those conferences do a lot of extra work to make sure their attendees are connecting, and they stick out like sore thumbs across the landscape because most conferences have not transitioned well to virtual. 
um, where there's value. I'm not talking about the education of what you're talking about. You could deliver value in the education. It's in, in creating what we call the hallway environment. That's extremely difficult to create, and it takes a lot of work. Uh, that really, I probably should have set this up with a, a comment from our good friend Jeffrey Hazlett, who said that uh, he goes to conferences for the hallways, and he goes for 5 to 10% of the, uh, uh, the the ballroom events. And for him, it's about meeting people in the hallways, and that's what – we had last summer, and I have relationships that I still have today from people I met who were not even the speakers, who were attending a, a presentation that I was interested in. The other thing that struck me was we did have specific content around issues relating to podcasting, but the stories people told about sort of either being down and out or laid off or I was stuck at home or something, um, some crucible event. And out of that, they developed a podcast and in many cases developed a viable business model that they're succeeding on now were uh, incredibly powerful to me. Yeah, I mean, we learned a lot. Like we had one gentleman that told us about the landscape of podcasting in India. Like there was also like all these international and folks that were telling us their side of the story of what was going on, like, I didn't know in Africa, there's no iPhone, it's all droid. That's how they, so like that changes where you're going to find your podcasts and all these niche characters and how they're making money. You're, you're one of the greatest examples of a niche, uh, you know, podcaster that has an entire network built out. So it's, um, it's from a content creator, it's very inspiring to see this next generation of entrepreneur or creator uh, finding their way. And there is no, what you just said is so true. There is no one size fits all. There's people doing testing things across the gamut and you learn a lot from the attendees and the speakers at pod global, what they're doing, what's working, what's not working. And it's just interesting to see them test the systems and the monetization and the audience growth. And everybody has a slightly different twist. Uh, by hook, nook or crook, the independent podcast community is, not only incredible, diver, incre- incredibly diverse, but incredibly inclusive. And the th- things I probably learned the most in the last pod, uh, podcast summit were, or the global summit were, for people who look very different from me, that sound very different from me, their experiences were somewhat uh, like mine, perhaps, but they, they just had a different angle on things. And uh, diversity and inclusion, for me, the most important part of that phrase is inclusion. And that's one of the things that see, you seem to have at PodFast Expo. It's not a diverse group. It's a group that includes and embraces each other because of our diverseness. Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, it's a very important assessment as well because we find leaders across spectrum and then we give them a platform and a voice. And it's really important that we do it based on their what they've achieved within their um, niches and their audiences. And it's, it makes a very different experience for connectivity. Could you uh, give a few words about uh, VidCon or some of the specific cons that you have going on? Yeah, so PodFest is uh, obviously a lot of it's audio, but we also have VidFest, which is video. So YouTubers will come together. We have a new category, Tom. I don't know if you saw it, but it's called PodTubing. And these are people that we know to start with audio, but they're streaming with video. So technically, they're doing both. Um, so we created a new track called pod tubing, um, and Neil Gilarte actually coined that term. So I want to give him credit where credits due. Uh, a lot, a lot of live streaming. Um, and then you have what you just said, which is the niche categories. And I'll just, um, I'll list like 10 off the top of my head, but please understand we have like, uh, I'd like to say 40 or 50, 
We have FaithCon for the people that are in the faith niche, but we also have Sex Communicator Con for the people that talk about sex. We have uh, Broadway Con for Broadway podcasters about Broadway. <laughs> and then it goes on on Military Creator Con, Podcast Editor Con uh, for the editors. Um, we have things that are geared towards the ladies. If, you know, we have uh, Audio Drama Con, you know, Women in Podcasting, She Podcast. And so on and so forth. We have EDUCon for the educators. We have B2Bcon for the B2B. I think Jeffrey uh, Hazlett's speaking one of those tracks. So there's uh, NicheCon, how to build a network con. So you think of it, it's there. Uh, the main thing is kind of what you said is enter the world of Pod Global, take a look, and pick what you want to learn. And we pretty much should have it. And if we don't, let us know. We'll add it next time around. <laughs> Amen to that. A uh, couple of things uh, to end up, Chris. Uh, I have heard you refer to the PodFest family more than once. And you really, since the first time I've met you, um, I think in 2017, talked about uh, the family you were trying to create. And it seems like that family uh, is just growing with that. Uh, is that where we're going with this? Yeah, the seeds were planted in 2013 with 13 people at a meetup. And we have not stopped growing since. But the key for me, uh, you know, this time is that we grow with really exceptional people that care for one another and that look out for one another. So we're always uh, weeding the garden out of crumb snatchers, uh, people that come to snatch a crumb and run. Um, there's not many of them at this point. There's very few. We had 5,000 registered attendees for Pod Global, over 5,000, and we had one person spamming the group. And guess what? Ten people told me within like five minutes, hey, you got to watch this guy. And then we were able to weed the person out. Um, to, to tell you that we have a family is an understatement. We've really uh, birthed a, a, a a big global community now that watches out for each other. And, and I'm excited for you to see, Tom, the people out of Africa that have come forward that are going to speak. We have a kid out of Russia telling us what's going on in Russia. Uh, obviously, India, we have a strong uh, component there. But globally, we have people all over the world now telling us what's going on in their neck of the woods, bringing back to the Pod, Pod, PodFest family. Uh, and people tell me all the time, they go, what makes you think you're different than any other conference? And I'll say, you know, I know that we deliver education better than any other conference, and that is a differentiator, but that's not why people keep coming back. What makes us different is we care about our attendees, and it's not me even. The attendees care about each other, so it's scaled out now within the community, and it's very tough to undo that once you've built it. So we built something very special. Uh, I have conversations with Katie, my wife, all the time. How do we keep growing and keeping that special sauce and not allowing anyone to ruin it? So that's kind of my job at this point as we grow is how to keep it special and do the best to create um, guidelines to, to have everybody play nice in the sandbox, so to speak. One of the things that impressed me the most, the, the first conference I attended was your Pay It Forward program. I thought that was great. I The first uh, session I was in, I sat next to a guy who had gotten a free ticket and had traveled on his own nickel uh, to be at uh, PodFest Expo. But you're doing that again. Could you say a few words about that program? Yeah, Gabe Aloisi, a good friend of mine, said to me, um, he goes, I know you love helping people. Uh, he was helping me in a, like a mastermind. He and I were together in that mastermind. He goes, you know, I know you can't afford to underwrite all these things that you're doing. He goes, can I buy an extra ticket so you could give it to someone that's deserving that you just can't based on, you know, your finances. This is when we were really small. I said, I said, Gabe, uh, I love the gesture. Let's see what happens. Uh, you know, we always have people that need help and I'm always looking to help them. So, so I mentioned it at a meetup and five people came forward and said, Hey, we want to buy tickets. 
those five people since then, we've been able to place over a thousand passes for people that need support or help over the years. Uh, you've been very kind, Tom, in being part of that program and supporting it. What people don't realize, and, and I know you've seen it, people hear us saying it, but until you meet people or we'll be on calls with someone say, I was a recipient and changed what I do and how I interact. Um, until you feel it, we'll have you know, maybe at any given conference online or offline, 100, 200 people that we've paid forward. And what that means is they can't necessarily afford a ticket that includes the videos for them to review after. So we'll say, hey, someone in our community, someone like Tom has already prepaid. We want to bless you with that. And they're just blown away. Uh, and then you'll see them interact, like uh, Tom just mentioned, in the hallways. They're so excited. It creates this other amazing energy that they know that this community supports them. And... Uh, Tom, the stories on that are endless from single mothers that, you know, we're trying because people don't realize when we're doing the physical in person event, travel is very expensive. Uh, giving them a break of a ticket is a huge difference. And for virtual, again, we are dealing now with people from all over the world where maybe someone's living off of $50 a week. There's no way they could afford uh, just from scale of economy, a $200 VIP pass. So when we ask them, hey, guys like Tom and different people in our community have placed some tickets. Would you like to apply for them? And then they get it. They're just overwhelmed with uh, joy and gratitude for our community for the support. So thank you, Tom, for being an active participant in it. Chris, we're uh, near the end of our time for this episode, but could you tell our listeners where they could go for more information and registration for PodFest Global in March? Yeah. So the website for our online stuff is podfestglobal.online. But we also have podfestexpo.com, which Global is listed uh, on the ticket page. It's happening March 1st through the 5th, and then there's a pre-week of sessions. If you use the code ENTRY, however you spell ENTRY, it'll give you a $49 uh, entry-level pass um, to be part of this. Thanks to Tom for helping us promote this and get it out. Uh, But our in-person event will be mid-June. We're creating a lot of safety protocols. We are going to go through with it. We think uh, there will just be some safety protocols that we're going to have to put in place. But if you're able to make it in person, it'll be mid-June 2021. That's up on the site as well. Chris, thanks so much for taking the time to visit with me, and I look forward uh, to interacting with you uh, the first week of March. Hey, we're looking forward to you uh, speaking at Pod Global. so we're excited, Tom. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I'm extraordinarily pleased to announce the pre-publication pre-sale of my latest book, The Compliance Handbook, Second Edition, published by LexisNexis. It will be published in April. Quite simply, this is the best single volume, single author book on compliance programs. The creation, the design, the implementation, and the enhancements of best practices compliance programs are all laid out in this book. If you're in the compliance field, the compliance discipline, this is the book for you, far better than any other book on the market, if I may say so myself. I'm going to link to it in the show notes for pre-sale. There's also a discount. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the FCPA Compliance Report, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.